Welcome to the Duluth Rundown interview section. Uh, we are just about to get going with our next interview, but first, a message from our sponsor, Austin Jaro Sports. Austin Jaro is where you want to go to get anything running related from gear to shoes to food, and of course, great advice uh, from all the people that work up there. So uh, check out Austin Jaro at 1025 West Central Entrance here in Duluth, Minnesota. Thanks, Austin Jaro. All right, and we are joined now in our interview portion via phone, so sound quality, might, audio quality might not be the best, but we'll do the best we can do here. But we are joined with by Jess and Julia, who are, well, they're walking across the country. So um, Jess and Julia, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the podcast again. Thank you. It's Julie. Julie, yes, absolutely. All right, and... Well, let's just start out with, number one, where are you guys at in the country right now? We are uh, um, almost literally, at least figuratively, on the banks of the Mississippi River. Yeah. In um, Illinois, across the river from Missouri, we're actually walking in Missouri now and uh, just moving camp over there today. And you started, so you're... So that would be roughly probably halfway, regardless of which direction, I assume. But um, you started in what, Maine? We started uh, at Acadia National Park, Maine. Uh, it's called uh, Winter Harbor. It's where we started, at, actually, and dipped our fingers in the Atlantic Ocean on July 7th. So three months and a few days, I guess. Yeah. It's the 14th, 15th day. Yeah. So how does that, three months, all of a sudden, you said that, and I just thought, wow, that seems like a long time. How does that feel for you guys? <laughs> oh, it just, it went by so fast, for me at least. Yeah, it's gone by really fast. We're kind of shocked that it's almost winter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, because uh, it was the height of summer, I guess, when you guys started, and now all of a sudden okay. you're, you're in a new season. Right, right. Um yeah, it went by really fast, um, just kind of a blur, but, you know, it's like every day is the same for us. We just basically uh, get up and have a leisurely coffee and breakfast and <clears throat> pack our stuff together and start walking, you know. But uh, it doesn't matter. It's like this morning I said, I can't believe it's Sunday. Not that it really matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So do you have kind of a regimented schedule, or do you kind of wing it on a day-to-day basis? Uh, we absolutely wing it yeah. every day, 100%. <laughs> Our hope every day is to do some walking, you know, and we do. You know, it's like, I think at one time we had a 28-day period of uh, without missing a day. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we, sometimes we have to just, like, schedule in a day where we can, you know, just have a leisurely day of, like, doing laundry and right. uh, eating, making food. Uh, taking a nap. Yeah, once in a while take a nap. <laughs> yeah, So that makes sense. And, you know, we thought um, that days, you know, speaking, you know, addressing the regimented question, we thought that we were going to have all this time to, you know, we'll walk our maybe five or six hours a day, and then we, um, you know, we learn a foreign language, uh, <laughs> do art, pieces, right, yeah. do some writing, and, you know, books we 
Right. And we literally have less time now than we did <laughs> when we're at home. And I wasn't even working because I was retired, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just like the logistics of moving camp, finding a place to stay. Um, you know, we try to arrange it so we can stay in a place for two or three days, but it's not always possible. And so if we have to move camp every day, that's really a lot of um, rigmarole and leaves us with not much time we get in our five hours or whatever and um and it's dinner time in bed plus we are trying to talk to people as we're moving along right and yeah. you know make some connections which is tough especially when you're walking through the cornfields like there's nobody <laughs> yeah yeah because you want to come maybe tell your story a little bit and then hear other people's stories which is going to make the trip really interesting as well yes i'm uh fascinated about the logistics so how is this working so, so you're both walking and you set up camp and then are you like having to like double back with another vehicle or how does this work okay yeah this is probably the most common question that we get um from people along the way they're just trying to figure out what what the heck yeah. how we're doing this you know and um, it's pretty simple, really, but hard to explain. But we, okay, so we'll drive back to our starting or ending point, uh -huh. maybe, and and let's just say that I walk first, and so I'll do say ten or twelve miles. Julie will drive ahead, ten or twelve miles, mm -hmm. find a good place to park because we have dogs. So um, all summer and even through September, it was super hot. Yeah. So it was really, that was a hard thing to do, was to find a place where we could, um, uh, the dogs would be safe, you know, and the car wouldn't be hassled, and we're not, yeah. you know, trespassing and all that fun stuff. So, you know, she'd find, like, a city park or a church or a school, fire department, something like that, or just in, like, pull into a cornfield sometimes, you know, <laughs> literally. Yeah. And we have, like I say, two dogs. One is a one-year-old, still a puppy. The other one's almost 17, and she's um, basically blind and deaf. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, it's... It, anyway, we find our place at, to park, and then um, Julie will usually wait till I'm, what, three or four miles from yeah, the car? Uh, so that's in like an hour or so. And um, then she'll head out, just go ahead, and she'll walk her miles, and then I get to the car and drive up ahead of her, <laughs> so we're leapfrogging, basically. Leapfrog, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so <clears throat> some days it's just uh, two legs. You know, I'll do a long one, she'll do a long one. Um, some days if it's super hot, say like 87 degrees and sunny and we don't have good place to park, Yeah. we'll do a five, a five, a five, a five, you know. <laughs> um, right. We get our miles in. And we generally, you know, we shoot for... 20 to 25 a day. The highest I think we've had is 32, wow. 34. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, then there are days like if we have to drive a long ways to find, set up our new camp um, and then back to our starting spot and all that. I mean, we've had days that are as low as nine, I think, yeah. miles, but that's pretty rare. You know, generally we're in that 18 to 23 range. Yeah. 
And do you purpose? So does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a really clever way to do that. You're, it's efficient, even though I'm sure, yeah, like you say, trying to find spots sort of creates a little bit of inefficiency. Right. But, yeah, because we sometimes do have to double back on the road. Yeah, and then we, <clears throat> we've tried to, like, on the East Coast, you'd think that there'd be a lot of places that we could just camp, kind of boondock, I guess people call it. Or, <laughs> You're right. But no, I mean, there's really, there hasn't been a lot of spots like that. We huh. we haven't been doing the Walmart parking lot circuit mm-hmm. at all, um, because it's not, like, very restful in those situations. Yeah. Like, the... If you find a spot that you think that nobody's going to discover you in, you maybe will be meeting the local police department with their flashlights at midnight. Or oh, which no. has happened. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So we've been wow. trying to keep it to, like, state parks or city parks or places like that. Yeah. Yep. And Julie's really good at the logistics. She calls it morning office, where she'll <laughs> wake up at, you know, 6.30 or 7 and... Um, I can see her phone lit up over there on her side of the bed, and she's mm-hmm. like finding campsites and um, <laughs> getting distances to the next, you know, uh, like where we're going to stop and all that stuff. So, but we literally do it every day or two. Like wow. we honestly don't know where we'll be next week necessarily. Yeah. Uh, what about with the root? I mean, do you have the root plant? I'm thinking like Forrest Gump, where he's running down these long straight roads, like <laughs> highways. Is this, are you shooting for certain types of roads or trails or paths? Yeah, let's, let's up with the route. <laughs> that is the million dollar question. It's, it's probably been the most challenging and interesting part of the whole trip. Yeah. It's like, we, be, we even play games like, um, what was that game you came up with the other day when you, you know what a city's like when you oh, walk that you, first mile into it? Yeah, when, you walk, when you're walking into the city. And there's, you know, you're walking in on a highway and there's always, like, the hotels and everything right along the highway. Yeah. But on the next block, if you notice, there's a couple of closed-down businesses. And then you see that you're going to be walking under a street. Uh-huh. Then you know when you come out from walking that tunnel, it's going to be, like, you know. Sketchy. Pretty. <laughs> yeah. Sketchy. Yeah. But pretty yeah. And, you know, that doesn't really bother us too much. We... You know, we've been, you know, we've we've lived on the streets, man. Right, right. Julie's an ER nurse. She's seen everything, you know. But um, anyway, back to the routes, you know, it's like that's part of the reason that it's varied so much. It's like originally you guys are, I'm sure, aware of that cowboy trail through Nebraska. It's a rails to trail. Okay. And it crosses just much pretty much the entire state on a rails trail and yeah. we had one of those through uh new york on the erie canal trail that was mm-hmm. 150 miles Great. of no cars you know and we got to talk to a lot of people because there are a lot of people walking and biking and all that yeah so we've been seeking that out and we there was one in illinois but it just didn't pan out because it went through a lot of big cities mm. so we veered south towards st louis and we're going to hit the where it actually did hit the Katy trail K-A-T-Y yep. um, and it crosses the entirety of Missouri and it's mostly you know crushed rock and dirt trail so it's going to be the same thing it's just we're really looking forward to that but you know there were states like you think that Vermont would have 
really nice walking yeah. um, on the sides of the roads and it was horrible you know it's like you get a six inch shoulder yeah with rumble strips mm. uh, and then rumble strips in the in the middle on yeah. the middle line you know center right. line yeah and so the cars don't want to go over that and so i mean it's those little things that you don't even think about when you're driving <laughs> yeah. that becomes so important when you're walking alongside the road you know and then you know like right now we walk through illinois and it was uh we chose yeah it was it's harvest season oh yeah soybeans and corn yep and um and so we we chose all these tiny little roads you know think of roads around duluth that you you can go for two hours and never see a car you know Mm -hmm. box farm road (laughs) right yeah and uh it's just nonstop trucks and harvesting the equipment. Largest, the world's largest harvesting trucks. Tractors. Their tires are as big as your car, and wow. suddenly they're <laughs> No, huh. people, the, you know, they're all friendly and everything, but, yeah. you know, it's just like, you just never know. So yeah. the route has been really challenging. And uh, just, uh, you know, right now, <clears throat> I've been following this uh, woman, Run Jenny Run. I think her name is Jenny Hoffman, and she's running across the country and she just passed the halfway point going hmm. west to east okay um and she's on record pace by the way you might want to look it up wow um <clears throat> and she she's doing 60 miles a day wow right. and uh routes you know the roads have been her biggest challenge too you know just like um yeah oh you know just imagine uh when you're also dealing with heat and cold and bugs and having to go to the bathroom on the side of the road and there's oh no place to hide. <laughs> right. But, yeah. you know, it's all part of the fun, too. It's just like... I, don't, I went to an open house to go to the bathroom one time. <laughs> nice. Because <laughs> it was such a this rich area of just house after house and there's no place to go. So, yeah. hey, open house one to three. <laughs> I'm really interested in seeing your bathroom. <laughs> just a sweaty middle-aged with that water a camel back on. Yeah. That's oh. funny. Uh, I'm curious, what's been your favorite part? Like, it sounds like there are several enjoyable kind of components here. One, the walking, like the actual travel, also the camping aspect. Um, and, and or and or you know the planning and logistics or maybe some I'm not thinking of. Um, and the the meeting people part too is. Uh huh. That's know, really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Because <clears throat> as Julie said, some days we can go. Um, you know, all day long and never interact with a human being. You know, it's like maybe a few waves or something from cars. But um, I think for me, the uh, Erie Canal Trail was the my favorite part so far because. I mean, you know, a lot of it is just dirt, and you're walking through the woods, and hmm. people okay. you encounter are kind of like-minded, but um, also that's like pre- preaching to the choir a little bit, too, you know, you're, yeah. uh, I don't know, I, it was great, you know, was, um, the walking conditions and, and uh, being able to talk to people at the same time and not have cars and all that. Um, how about you, Julie? I think my favorite part is just like the way that we we actually we're moving so slow, but we're actually moving from spot to spot. Yeah. So we walked right up to when we were in Cleveland to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and then what? went and toured it. 
you know, because the that's where the trail we were walking on led us to, and then we walked out of Cleveland on this trail, mm-hmm. and like we walked through these cities that are huge and maybe kind of scary, like Buffalo or whatever, yeah. and and we just see it change. Like suddenly you're in the city, and there's City Hall, and then mm. suddenly you're back out in the country, and it's just your feet, <laughs> just your feet that day, you know. And you, it's just really fun the contrast and the just constantly changing. Um, environments that we get to see, except for the cornfields, have been pretty, pretty done with that. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, they're not done with you, though. Know, yeah, <laughs> they're not done with us. Right. <laughs> yeah, only like what a thousand more miles of cornfields, or <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, and it's been interesting too. You know, like all the way through upstate New York, it's corn. You know, you oh, wouldn't think yeah. it, but and grapes. We're surprised grapes. about that all, all the vineyards. Yeah. But uh. And that's been great, you know, like the um, food along the way. We There's farm stands like every few miles. And I'll show up. Yesterday I showed up with a half a jar of pickled beets that I bought. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> and just ate on the way, you know. And, yeah. Um, but, you know, all the Amish stands and everything like that. That was really interesting, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Went through the Amish country. And so, like, I mean, I've. I have an experience like that. We were actually just walking on these gravel roads by people's houses and watching the horses pull not just the cart, but also a big, gigantic fishing boat. Oh, you wow. <laughs> the horses were pulling the fishing boat. <laughs> wow, that's cool. It's really cool. That's fun to see it. So we should talk a little. You, one, you guys have a, a, a website, a blog kind of detail and i think a lot of our listeners are probably following that anyway and certainly on social media but um talk tell us a little bit about that blog what the where they can find it oh it's just our website is walkforthelove.com and there's a lot of information on there about um the lock zone and there's a lot of information on there about us what we're trying to do and then then there's the blog that Jess has really been writing the blog and he includes photos and then all of his, um, not all of his ideas, but a lot of, um, just what he's experienced and what we've experienced walking. So it's just, um, www.walkforthelove.com. And, and yeah, it's kind of the, the purpose, I guess, of the whole purpose and the idea behind this walk is. The whole thing is, um, we're just, we're trying to, raise awareness about how many people have been dying from opioid overdose Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's one thing that actually is preventable um they're all accidental deaths because every overdose you know can be reversed the opioid can be reversed with naloxone that's the um antidote for it so it's legal it's a drug now that's over the counter um Mm -hmm. nationwide i think as of march 23rd maybe and you can buy it at Walgreens. Um, it's uh, the dose that you can get over the counter is just something that you squirt up someone's nose, and it <clears throat> it reverses the effects of the opioids, so people can start breathing again and live. Yeah. So we've wow. just been trying to like talk to people about the stigma associated with drug use, and um, try and make sure that everyone knows that people are people first, and then the fact that they use drugs is kind of secondary. Mm-hmm. And we feel like no one can recover if they're dead. So let's all have some naloxone. And I mean, it's not as simple as that, 
there's a lot more yeah. to it, but it also is as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have, know. have you been able to have some good conversations with people along the way about this subject? We have. Um, it's funny because we'll start talking to people. They'll say, what, you're really walking to California? And then we'll talk a little bit more. And then we always say, like, do you know what Naloxone is or Narcan is? Mm-hmm. Or Revive is the new form coming out. Mm-hmm. And almost everyone has heard of it, knows about it, and has had a personal experience with a friend or family member who they've lost or almost lost due to overdose. Wow. Um, yeah, every community that we've gone through. Yeah. Every single one. So... It was interesting. I'll probably have, I'm going to probably write about this in the next blog, but um, when we got to the Mississippi River two days ago, yeah, um, we went down to the river. I, I had actually walked into town, so I went down and we dipped our toe in the river. And, <clears throat> and uh, um, we wanted to take a picture, and these two women uh, were walking out on this little dock right next to us, and I said, uh, excuse me, ladies, could you take a picture of us real quick? And they said, sure, and all that. And um, and so they took our picture, and, and then we just went about our business, and we saw them messing around at the end of the dock. And then um, <laughs> it was funny because my brother had Venmoed me 30 bucks to yeah, go, out so and, we could go, have lunch. go out and have a beer <laughs> and some lunch. You know, So we walked across the street into this the nearest place, and ordered a beer and got and split a impossible burger we're plant-based so um we uh we're sitting there and here come those two ladies from the dock and they said so you know they just started chatting with us yeah they were like hey friends look at you you're not walking now yeah (laughs) and yeah and and then and then she gets real serious for a second she goes do you know what i was doing and we said no and she she said, my brother died last year, and <laughs> um, I was dumping his ashes into the Mississippi River. Oh, wow. Wow. She said, yeah, scattering, <laughs> I guess yeah. is the proper word. Right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not dumping. <laughs> uh, but anyway, you know, and she really opened up about that, and she had... Um, Another family member that they had lost to overdose. Right. And oh. she was a teacher, and she had Narcan. Yeah. She went out personally and bought it and put it in her glove box for her car. Yeah. But in Minnesota, we have Narcan training for teachers, mm-hmm. you know, high school and middle school teachers. But here in Missouri, no. Nobody. They're not supposed, they're to, not supposed to even talk about it. Oh, so yeah. So it'll be starting soon since nationally it's okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. What a... What a a good cause to bring this awareness to everybody. It's interesting. You say how everyone you spoke with has a relation to it and has an experience. It, it's, it reminds me like cancer. Yes. Everyone has cancers affected every single person. We're all, we're, you know, everyone, we're trying to raise money for research and that kind of thing constantly. And in this opioid thing is very similar in that regard. Right. Yeah. And less talked about, you know, people don't, right. it's not like, as I don't know, <laughs> there's there's not a lot of like runs and overdose deaths and there's going to be walks I mean, and there's overdose. going to be a run and overdose deaths, right? Mm. Maybe in Grand Portage someday. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's like we got some work ahead of us. Right, right. <laughs> oh, cool. 
Well, yeah, like I, like I mentioned, it is really fun to to follow you guys along and see the you know the adjustments that you've made to your route and to your days as best as we can tell. And I'm really happy to be able to talk to you guys about this. Yeah, it was great to talk to Thank you. Thank you so much for talking to us. It reminds me of the TV show Wagon Train. That's what I keep thinking of. <laughs> you gotta follow the TV show, and they just they're Whoa. You know, yeah. That's a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe without all the drama, where you get the the bad guys trying to rob you and that kind of thing. Right. We have to circle our campers. Right. <laughs> well, we'll back back with us in a couple months, and uh, yeah. Hopefully we will be done. We will yeah. we will do that. So what's the uh, so through what tentative plan is through Missouri through Nebraska? Nope, through Missouri, Kansas. Kansas. That's long. That's a long haul. Uh, yep. Into yeah. southern Colorado, the Pueblo area. Okay. And then kind of skirt along. We were going to go up to through Colorado, Salida, and all that, but you know, there's some big mountains there, and it's going to be December. You know. Yeah. Yep. Um. We're going to come back to Duluth for a little visit, too. Oh, we will be back for Christmas because uh, we haven't seen our family and it'll be five months, you know. So, right, but, right. And so we're going to just leave the camper wherever we are and uh, buzz home for about a week. Yeah. Five, six yeah, days. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And uh, so, and then go back and finish up. So I think we'll have another month left after Christmas. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good idea. Cool. Yeah. Fun. And then Arizona, and then California. Right. Southern California, yeah. So San Diego ultimately is kind of the... Yeah, San Diego or maybe Oceanside. Julie uh, scouted out a different route that looks a little more Super pleasant. More gentle. Mm-hmm. More gentle route. Mm-hmm. <laughs> more trees, less desert. Yeah. 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 Well, that sounds great. We wish you guys the best of luck. Yeah. Thank you so much. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep plugging the the website and um hopefully we can continue to raise some more money and some more awareness all right sounds good guys thank you thank you so much thanks all right have a great day you too all right and that wraps up episode number 65 of the duluth rundown podcast I want to thank all the listeners out there and really want to thank um, our interview guests, uh, Jess and Julie, for taking the time out of their busy walking schedule <laughs> to uh, to speak with us. It was really cool to hear their stories and their journey. They're halfway across the country, folks. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, check out their website, walkforthelove.com. Um, see what everything that they're doing, read the blog, and uh, find out all of the information that's that's there it's really a really cool thing that they're doing yeah. Yeah. 